This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new episode of Mercado and Manning, the weekly Media Week TV podcast. A lot to get through this week, some good shows too. We're going to be talking about a couple of new things coming up from Apple TV+. Plus. One has uh, been released recently, Five Days Memorial. Bad Sisters drops the day after we record this. We've got a home a show about home shopping, which escaped me. It's been out for a few weeks now. That's on Paramount Plus. And Andrew's been looking at The Bridge Australia. Andrew Mercado, my co-host, welcome. What do you want to start with? Oh, well, let's start with the bridge now we're there. This is the a big deal because this is the first uh, Australian reality TV series made especially for Paramount+. Plus. Ten are going to tease the audience with one episode uh, on Monday night uh, at 9.30pm after Have You Been Paying Attention? And I think that 9.30pm time slot's a good place for it, James, because... Gee, the one thing I really noticed about uh, watching a reality show on streaming was there were a lot of F-bombs being dropped. Right. Particularly one guy who walks in and says, I'd really like a fucking cup of tea. And you're like, (laughs) oh, yeah, we're not watching free-to-air TV. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the premise here? They, this people have to group together to actually build a real bridge, right? Yeah, correct. They're in a lodge uh, in the Tasmanian wilderness. They all arrive. You sort of see them all arriving at this beautiful house. And off, sitting off from them about 300 metres from shore is a lake. Now, they've got a lot of wood, a lot of tools. They've got a tool shed there. They have to make a bridge and someone has to be able to walk across it and get to the island. Um, and there's a prize of $250,000. And the prize is sort of left there for the group to decide whether or not the person who crosses the bridge first gets it all as part of the game or whether or not as a group they're going to share it because they certainly need to build the bridge together as a group. Could it be a floating bridge? Yeah, it's definitely a floating bridge. I mean, they've got two types of wood there. One of them is driftwood. So straight away people are saying, well, let's use the driftwood. But then people are saying, well, that'll sink once we start to walk across it. Uh, So it's pretty interesting. I mean, there's some people there who've never done anything like this in their lives. There's other people there that sort of have some experience uh, with this. But, yeah, everyone is kind of at the same spot. Nobody quite knows how they're going to build this bridge for 300 metres. Yeah, I was a little bit annoyed because I couldn't get my preview to to um, to play for me this week. So I kept clicking away and I was just getting a blank screen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the launch of this one. Tell me, Andrew, are there eliminations like a, a regular um, reality series? Well, there was no elimination in the first episode that I could see. Um, So, I mean, this it's a reality show that's slightly different to what I guess we would normally see on free-to-air TV. It's beautifully shot. It's narrated by Hugo Weaving. Um, But there's less of that kind of creating drama for a commercial break or anything like that. There's sort of a... It, it has a more gentle pace to it, I guess, because it's streaming and it's not having 
to follow those. It doesn't have to be a 90-minute episode, for example. I don't know how long it went for, but it didn't feel like a 90-minute episode, the first one. Right, okay, okay. So that's the bridge. I've been reading a little bit of feedback from um, people writing in about streaming services that tease one episode on a like a free-to-air platform and then roll out the rest yeah. behind the paywall. It does give you some yeah. negative feedback surrounding that that new brand when you do that. But I guess the upside is that they might get some new subscribers. Of course, that's what they're trying to do. But you know, we've we've seen them, we've seen Paramount Plus cop a lot of criticism for putting the second series of five bedrooms exclusively onto Paramount Plus. But then of course, um, you know, a few months go past and it pops up on 10. So yeah, uh uh, some fans will never be happy, but of course, some fans like what they see and are prepared to pay for it. Okay, so that's the bridge. It's um, it's on Paramount Plus. Um, I think they're calling it the. We talked last week. They've just had their twelve month anniversary. They're calling it the fastest growing streaming platform. We haven't had any numbers, but with, you know, they'll be hoping this sort of this keeps the momentum going for them. I think it's going to really appeal to fans of Survivor. So if you're a fan of Survivor, I think you'll really dig the Bridge Australia. Let's um, stay with Paramount Plus. And I mentioned in my intro that this um, a series about home shopping. It's a comedy. It's been out for a few weeks, um, but it's yes. I hadn't heard a lot about it. I just stumbled across a review somewhere and it's, um, wow, it's very good. Yeah, I'm with you. I saw something I, I love that about you, it's called, I should say. Yeah. Well, I, I like you, saw a review and saw that Molly Shannon was in it. And then I thought, hang on a second, I'd, why do I not know about this? I love Molly Shannon, you know, one of those uh, Saturday Night Live girls. And uh, she, of course, plays, I guess, the star of the shopping channel, the, the woman that's been there the longest and considers herself uh, the grand diva of this particular shopping channel but it's a very molly shannon role it's uh it's it's almost like it was written for her yeah yeah no it's very good it's very funny what was that um it reminds me a little bit of what was the the sort of dark comedy about a um a dating a, a romance show a couple of years ago um I'm trying to remember the name of that US series. It was like um, the, the Bachelor. Untucked. Uh, yeah, Untucked, was that it? No, Unreal. Unreal, yes. It reminded me a little yes. bit of, in a way of, it's, it's a little bit lighter than Unreal actually got quite dark at times. But um, yeah, I, I thought. And Untucked was, is the name of the uh, chat show that comes on after RuPaul's Drag Race. So sorry about that. Definitely Unreal, <laughs> not Untucked. <laughs> the um the sort of driving force creatively behind I love you for that is is Vanessa Bayer I think who who yeah. plays uh, who plays Joanna who sort of had dreams of hosting a, a home hosting on a home shopping channel I guess you don't, don't set your sights too high I guess but um and but she was the closest she was getting was doing um working demos in a Costco, you know, demonstrating some of the, the food and, and offering it to the shoppers. But she, what she really wanted to do was host on a um, home 
shopping network. So she manages to get get into an audition. She somehow flukes the job and then the, the series sort of evolves from there. It's sort of hard to watch at times because it's because you cringe with embarrassment at, at some of the things she does, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there is a uh, connection there. She is actually a Saturday Night Live alumni. Um, I don't know whether she was ever on the Saturday Night Live at the same time as Molly Shannon, but, yeah, that's that's definitely a connection there. Yeah, I think she was on for eight seasons, so they must have crossed paths at some some stage. Um, I I love the um, her first job on the on the shopping networks SVN Special Value Network is its name. She gets yeah. the five the five a.m. slot, um, and Pretty she thinks fine. that's a huge deal. But then they they realise she's she's maybe not that good, so they change her slot to three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's I've watched a. I don't know how many episodes you've watched, but I've watched a few, and um, I love that relationship uh, between uh, with Molly Shannon, sort of being asked to mentor her, and yeah. of course, uh, she just thinks that she's so fantastic. The Vanessa Bayer character. Um, it's sweet their relationship, and uh, I'm looking forward to where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, no, look, it's very good. They're, again, they're just half-hour episodes. You can uh, power through a couple at, at, at a sitting. I, I like the relationship too. I think Matt Rogers is a guy from the series you like, Fire Island. He um, yes. he plays the sort of bitchy assistant to the, the network boss. Yeah, he does, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked it because, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, I run, I run for the remote control if I see a shopping channel there. But I do know that, you know, some celebrities uh, are making a lot of money uh, selling dresses, earrings. I mean, right back to the days of Joan Rivers. It is a thing. And uh, you you just have to look at Catherine Kelly Lang from The Bold and the Beautiful, who comes out here to Australia to specifically do a show for the Australian Shopping Network where she sells caftans. I mean, there's definitely a market for it, and clearly there are fans that uh, flock to these shows. Yeah, and talking about I love you, I was, I love that for you, the the sort of cornerstone um, story arc across the series is to keep her job. Um, the, um, the 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 um God, what's her name the um lead character um, yeah. Joanna Joanna Gold yeah. tells a white lie well it's not it's a pretty big lie actually it's a huge and, lie actually <laughs> and and it, they they have some sympathy for her and she stays in the job she realizes what she's done of course and that's fascinating to watch how she tries to extract herself from <laughs> this sort of false uh, narrative she's built up around her character and you know what james watch that supporting cast there's some pretty huge names in there you've got jason schwartzman uh yeah. doing what might just be you know one episode maybe he comes back later on the show but also um her mother is played by Bess Armstrong. Now, Bess Armstrong starred in one of the biggest miniseries of the 80s, Lace. So I don't know if you remember that. Okay. Which one of you is my mother? Um, and one of them is Bess Armstrong. Uh, she, you know, 
you know, she was also in My So-Called Life. But, yeah, interesting to see her uh, playing uh, the mother uh, in this one. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we are... that both uh, we both give a high recommendation to I love that for you. Uh, let's turn our attention to Apple TV Plus, which have got a couple of great um, series happening at the moment. The first one's been on for a few days now. It's called Five Days at Memorial. Um, look, this is a pretty hard watch. It's um, it's an important series, and I think it. You know, we we all think we know what happened ar- around the. Um, the hurricane that sort of struck uh, New Orleans and caused some real havoc. But this just sort of shows off how bad it really got. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, it's interesting, the Hurricane Katrina thing. When Hurricane Katrina hit, I was actually sick with the flu and lying on my couch. And I remember watching CNN for days in in horror at what was going on there. Um, But even I didn't know what was going to happen in this series because the memorial is a hospital and the first episode, um, there's eight episodes of it and the first five days that are play out in real time over five episodes. So the first episode, Hurricane Katrina is uh, smashing the hospital and it ends on a real cliffhanger like you think, my God, is is the, the hospital looks like it's almost going to be blown away to smithereens. But then when episode two starts... The sun has come out and everybody thinks they have survived Hurricane Katrina, but then you see this incredible recreation of the levee breaking and the water rushing in and uh, that's when, and that message doesn't get to them all in the the hospital. They think that they've uh, weathered the storm, but in actual fact uh, this floodwater is heading towards them and it's going to take out the uh, generators in the basement and they're going to end up in a really horrific situation. Now, I've been stuck on this, James. James, I've watched six or maybe even seven episodes now. I can't stop watching it. Uh, And it's interesting. Is it bleak? Yeah, it's pretty bleak what goes on uh, in this hospital where you've got patients who are unable to be given oxygen and uh, it gets to the stage where they can't even give them water or food. And then we go into an investigation of what happened on that last day, which is uh, seems to be the crux of it. It's really disturbing, but yeah, I can't stop watching it. An interesting cast. Uh, Vera Farmer just sort of stars as uh, Dr. Anna uh, Poo or Powell. Um, she, she's amazing in this, but everybody does such a great job. It's um, I mean, it's it's nothing, of course, what the real people went through. But I was I popped uh, one more episode on just yesterday to 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 get another fix of it, and you you think it must have been a pretty grueling shoot as well, you know, because it the 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 way they recreate what happened, it's just amazing that some of the special effects they must have used is um quite incredible. Because you think, however, did they shoot this without being there when it really happened? I know the fact that they have the hospital surrounded by water and, you know, there are boats pulling up to it, rescue boats and all of that, and you're looking at the fact that this water seems to be going for blocks away. It's like, how how did they do this? It's like it's really quite uh, incredible the way that they have recreated this rising floodwaters. Yeah, amazing, amazing production. 
you know, just even that opening scene, I think it starts with a camera on a little um, dinghy going down a what was a street. It's now, a, you know, just part of a big flooded um, flooded suburb. You think, however, did they, they manage to shoot that? Because presumably that footage wasn't shot when it happened. They've had to recreate that somehow, so it's incredible. The other thing that struck me about this was, Look, I was like you. I I was very up on this story when it happened, and I've got to admit, when I first saw this, I thought, "Oh, do I need to know any more about it?" Well, yes, I do, because it's just a fa- fascinating insight, and it drills down into one particular thing that that presumably this was happening at different places around the city. There were similar scenes where people just weren't able to cope with what they've been presented with it. But there's there's a part of the narrative is one guy tries to help at the parent company that runs a hospital, I think in Dallas or in another city anyway, in the South. And you just think, wow, there's all these huge American cities not that far away from New Orleans, but presumably we're doing very little to help, you know. They they were just sitting back watching it on the news going, oh, this is shocking, but there there was nothing being done to help the situation and something else that crops up a lot in the series is it's repeated. Look, no one was in charge. There was just no one making decisions to try and get things happening. There was lots of frustrated rescuers all around the place, but no one was helping out. And I think this is really timely, James, to see a story about what happens when a city uh, is undergoing a major disaster and the authorities in charge don't seem to be doing anything and leave those people on their own for days on end. I mean, let's ask some of the people in northern New South Wales around Lismore if they identify with this. I mean, it's it's quite horrific to think that we can live in, uh, you know, rich countries like this, but when uh, part a, a, a town is struggling, everyone's sitting at home, as you say, watching it on the news and going, isn't that awful? But no authorities are rushing to them to help them. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, again, it's a, it's um, it's a, it's a traumatic watch at times, you know. But it's um, it's important. It just shows you, you know, the stamina of these people that were trapped there, what what they were able to achieve, you know. Um, and it's quite, and there's a there's scenes of the sort of some sort of inquest, looking back, and it's um. It's quite offensive, some of the questions these people are being asked at times about, you know, um, did they really do enough to help? You know, could they have done more? It's um, it's really quite upsetting. Yeah, but you've got to keep watching, James. Oh. I mean, it, it does start, you know, it, it does start getting really, we're in a really grey area by the time we hit day five and things okay. are about as bad as they can get. Yeah, that's what's right. so interesting about this. Yeah, five days at Memorial. That's on Apple TV Plus. There, um, I think there's four episodes up as we speak. This, and then the the remainder will drop after the um, after the uh, I think every Friday till the series ends in September. Also on Apple TV Plus, and this series launches on uh, Friday, the week we're recording this. Bad Sisters. Andrew, I think we're both fans of Sharon Horgan, so we're all very interested in what she gets up to. Oh, yes, we are. I mean, ever since Catastrophe, <laughs> uh, how could you not love Sharon Horgan? Although I note that 
some of the American shows she's been involved in maybe uh, a little bit disappointing when we think of Divorce with Sarah Jessica Parker or Shining Vale with Courtney Cox. All of these projects look great on paper with the star power, but then they kind of went to air and you're like, oh, not quite making it. But you know what? I think Bad Sisters is going to restore Sharon Horgan's reputation. It's based on a Flemish series uh, but, you know, the cast is fantastic and, and I think this is going to put her back on top. Yeah, Sharon, I think, is listed as one of the, uh, she's an executive producer. She helped develop the uh, storyline from that original um, um, yeah, European series. It's, 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 the series starts off with a death. The ep- first episode's called The Prick and um, yeah. the, the Prick is character John Paul Williams um, who is played by, uh, I think it's Klaus, Klaus Bang. He's a, um, a Danish actor best known to me for his work in The Affair where he played the yes. Hollywood superstar Sasha Mann. Can you remember him for that? I do remember that, yes. Yeah, it was it was very good in that. Um, he lived on a... He lived lived on a sort of a hillside, or probably at Malibu or something like that, and it was um it was a central part of one series of uh, the affair. So it was great. And anyway, look, he dies. It's no spoiler because because the whole series. The, I won't go into you know the the he dies at the very start, and at the first episode centers around his funeral. Um, uh, he is married to a woman with five sisters and a four sister, sorry. Anne-Marie Duff plays his wife. Um, and the also in that first episode, these the people who question his death is a couple of people working at an insurance company. And they think, yeah. look, oh, if we have to pay out on this life policy, we're going to go broke. So they set off to investigate if there's any any way they could escape having to to um, make a payout, and that's sort of how the I've seen a couple of episodes, and the plot unfolds from there. Yeah. Um, did you pick that one of the? So there's four sisters now. Yeah. Um, and one of them has a daughter. Uh, she's high in the credits. Eve Hewson. I just stumbled upon the fact that she's actually the daughter of Bono. I mean, this is a very Irish production. Most of the cast is Irish, so uh, it makes sense that you'd have the daughter of Irish royalty in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a very good pick. Um, the the cast is brilliant. I mean, all the sisters are just fantastic. Um, and um, you know, is are they linked? Um, you know the what the insurance company does is invest. The first question they ask all these sisters is, "Where were you when he died?" You know, and they they all have sort of slightly varying um, answers to that question, which raises the suspicion of the insurance company. I mean, I mean, this is I've never really seen an insurance investigator <laughs> like um, like we've got yeah. in the um, in Bad Sisters. They're, they're very funny in themselves, and it's quite dark humour, isn't it? It's not sort of laugh out loud stuff, but it's um, it's really good. I mean, the Anne Marie Duff is great as um, as Grace. Um, she was in the Salisbury Poisonings. I think she played the sort of one of the chief investigators in that. I, I loved her in that. 
Um, yeah, I love that. I've loved her ever since. Shameless James. Oh, okay. She was uh, in the original UK Shameless. She was the original eldest daughter. She left that show after a few seasons, but I've always noticed her in everything that she did. She's fantastic. Yeah, and you're right about Sharon Horgan. Her best work easily was um, Catastrophe. It was just fantastic. Uh, I'll never forget that first episode, An American Man. I think he was just in um, in Dublin for one night and he gets an Irish woman pregnant yeah. and then they uh, it just all explodes from there. But that... Back in its day, that was just such a it was a real jolt. You thought, wow, they can they're saying this on TV and they're they're doing this. It was a real groundbreaker, I thought, for its time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sarah Green plays another sister, Bibby. She had a role in um, normal people. And I think it's Eva Berthistle plays Ursula, another sister, and she was in, I think, the movie Brooklyn. So there's um there's, there's some really great acting to enjoy in all this. Yeah, I mean, you, the, the cast is very familiar. If you watch, you know, English TV and, and Irish movies and you're a fan, you'll, you'll recognise a lot of these people. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a couple of good things on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I finally finished. I've ticked off my box for The Old Man, um, Episode yeah. 7, the, the Jeff Bridges series. Um I, I I had to wait for episode seven though. I'm not sure why. If it was just me or a, a problem with, I think it's on Disney Plus. I I was reading about the final series in a lot of US on a lot of US websites, and there were synopsis and things like that. I couldn't get it to pop up. I saw an alert came through on um, my phone. I think yesterday series seven was available, so I I finally knocked that off. So it was um it was very good and it's really reestablished for me um Jeff Bridges as as a major star. I mean it's um turns into a little bit like James Bond at times and towards those latter episodes where he's he's quite yeah. the sort of um quite the sort of almost a spy if you like a sort of operative working um internationally sort of um and the and the, the chases that go on the people that chase him the people he tries to hunt down it's um it's quite amazing yeah great i still haven't watched it it's on my list of things to do i will get around to it one day because i love jeff bridges yeah so that, that's the old man um I've also had a bit of a Jessica DeGal week because I um I got um I talked last week about wanting to watch um The Drover's Wife and I tracked that down online. I think I rented it on my um Apple um Apple what do they call it? Apple Apple TV Plus. You can also rent movies, of course, as watch TV shows. So I found it there. It only cost me, I think, seven dollars. So it was a bit of a bargain. I watched that. Um Great movie. I'd, I highly recommend that. And Jessica DeGaulle's got a fairly substantial role in that, and I enjoyed that. And I also started watching the second season of The Name Escapes Me. What's the, the um? She keeps. So, sorry? The yes. She keeps. Yeah, yeah. I've been and watching it too, actually. This is the Laura Carmichael one. Yeah, and she plays quite a different uh, role in this one. The the the, the sort of um, there's a bit of a spoiler almost at the start of the series, isn't there, about what she might have yeah. done, and then it sort of unravels from there. So um, I think I've seen the first two episodes, 
And again, you're given a, a bit of a plot spoiler to, to kind of keep you wondering what's what did that Jessica DeGao actually do? Um, you see her with blood on her hands at, at right at the, I think, quite near the start of that first episode. And you think, oh, what's been going on here? So it's um, it's very well constructed. Uh, I mentioned last week it's been on in the UK. Um, I think on the BBC, and it's been getting some great reviews. So good to see. Yeah, I've been watching it. I'm not really buying it. I feel like the character motivations are are a bit askew because they're trying to get a second season out of it. But I've I've come so far now. I've got to keep watching it. Um, so yeah, I'm I've, I've probably watched about five or six episodes actually. Okay, something I ha- I have had access to. I talked last week about um, marriage that. Um, series with um, Sean Bean and Nicola Walker that's coming up on the ABC in a couple of weeks. Look, I won't go into it today, but I, I, I've i watched them all. I couldn't wait. So I yeah, I, 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 pow- I powered through them straight away. Uh, look, it's fantastic. Coming up on September 3, we'll probably get to that next week, I'm guessing. So um, a, a bit of a um, talk about that. Before we leave today, anything else you wanted to um, get across? I just want to uh, uh, tell people to go watch Curious Australia on SBS On Demand. It's uh, a bunch of documentaries. They're half hours. Uh, You know, there's stories about young people with disability uh, looking for sex. There's one about a kind of an Indigenous rapper. There's one about a female coal miner. So the subject matters are all over the place. But the one that... uh, I was put on to because a friend of mine is working on on it is unlocked and it's an animated uh, feature and it's about the stories of two men, one of whom uh, is put into youth detention and another one who has mental health issues. And their stories are, you know, absolutely heartbreaking and hard to watch. But I think that animation is a great way to tell that story because the animation is so impressive. It kind of gets you involved in a story that you maybe uh, would have trouble listening to otherwise. So very, very clever. Unlocked is the one that I watched and there's a whole bunch more. They're all on SBS On Demand and they screen on SBS Viceland on a Thursday. Okay, okay. Um, something I'll leave you with today. Now, look, you're you're usually our RuPaul correspondent. You yes. keep up with, with everything that's going on there. I've got a bit of news for you, which I'm you're probably across anyway. But look, I'll I'll, I'll um, serve it up for what it's worth. He's been very hard at work in Manchester. I can tell you. Um, right. You might ask why he's um, pre-recording. He's becoming a bit of a quiz show. Um, Oh, quiz show host is it as a format called Lingo, which has been on day, daytime TV in I think the UK for quite a while, um, and very successful. It's um, I think contestants guess words in a sort of bingo style format, and there's a cash prize. Wow. Look, I don't know much about it, but anyway, it's it's a big deal for for a lot of viewers. Anyway, it's been commissioned for US TV, um, and yeah. RuPaul is hosting the the episodes, and he's been pre-recording them all in Manchester as we speak this month. 
Plus is also, ITV have also commissioned a celebrity version for prime time and RuPaul wow. is also, also hosting them. So he's being, I mean, he works, he doesn't seem to ever stop working, you know, on the um, drag race versions all around the world, which you keep us up to date on. But now he's sort of expanded his um, his um, capabilities to be a, um, a quiz show star. Yeah, and, you know, um, there is the UK has got a history of this type of thing. Um, they did a version of Blankety Blanks over there with uh, Lily Savage, uh, you okay. know, Paul O'Grady in drag. And it's, I'll be interested to see whether or not RuPaul is doing lingo as RuPaul the man or RuPaul uh, with all the slap. And you're right, those drag race iterations are popping up all over the place all the time. I'm watching the Australian one at the moment, and there's also a secret celebrity drag race. I have trouble watching two RuPaul shows at once, so I'll get to that later. Yeah, look, I I can fill in one of those questions you have. A friend of mine actually went to one of the tapings, which which is why I'm across it, and um, I did ask what was RuPaul hosting and it was very much the sort of the man RuPaul. He was, you know, smartly yeah. dressed dressed in a suit and all that, um, very different to say how you see him sometimes on Drag Race. But, yeah, that's I'm sure yeah. it'll yeah. turn up in Australia. Someone will either show that um, the US version of lingo or the UK um, celebrity lingo. I'm not sure. A lot of those UK celebrity shows the word celebrity is, is a very loose term and um, at some times you go, hmm, who are these people? Um, quite known to, I guess, a lot of UK viewers, but for someone like me, I think, mm, you know, they, they could be reality TV people or people from UK soaps who, who certainly don't have brands that travel internationally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Andrew, look, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you for that. You can read what Andrew has to say weekly in his Media Week column. We publish on Fridays at mediaweek.com.au or in our newsletter, the Media Week Morning Report. Uh, what are you looking at this week, Andrew? Um, well, I'll pro- we haven't. Next week, I suppose, we're going to have to talk about House of Dragon the yes. big Game of Thrones show that's uh, going to start binging on Monday night. Uh, so, yeah, I think that will probably be uh, my thinking about for next week. Okay, yeah, we will we'll cover that off too next week. It's going to be a, a massive show. All right, thank you. Thank you for that. We'll uh, talk again soon. Thanks, James. Have a great week.